This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everyone. Bohemia. I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, surefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin. Electrifying Crick coming after your lich, bitch. Oh. <laughs> threatening. And of Ooh. course, Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togold, the fifth warrior of the dusk, slayer of the husks. Ooh, okay. I hope, I hope so. We shall see. Fingers crossed. Guys, it has been a minute. Happy New Year. To oh, all the Nagpoles out there. Happy two year, I say. Yeah. Happy two year. <laughs> Beautiful. It's been a long time. So there are a lot of twos in this year. That's right. Wow. There are a year lot. of the boobs. It's actually a double crit. It's the year of the boobs. We got to keep going until 2022. It's the year of the double crit. Best Hawk. year of all of our Ooh, lives. Ooh, okay. That oh, man. Is- Beautiful. Roll with advantage and it crit twice. (laughs) 2020, roll with advantage. That's good. (laughs) Shit. Check our store. (laughs) Check our store. We already, it's already up. That's uh, first item in the store from our D&D lifestyle brand. (laughs) Uh, Sweet, guys. It has been a minute, so let's do a little recap. Love it. Last time, you guys faced the Lich Akarat as he attempted to resurrect dead gods and send them to wreak havoc on the material plane. After carving through his acolytes, you were able to stop the teleportation of half of the six gods, but the other three made it through. One was a large monster that looked like a gargoyle, another a green, gooey, poisonous mass of eyeballs, and the last was some kind of dinosaur siege monster. You defeated Akarat here, but Alanis warned you that the battle was not over. Akarat didn't need to be the ruler of hell to control the rogue gods now that the ritual was completed. You then had to decide who would wear the hellfire crown in Akarat's <laughs> place and decided on Pendergreen. The logical choice. <laughs> yep. Moonshine cast a Gaius spell on him, ordering Pendergreens to banish all of the souls that were being held here against their will, then close every layer of hell except the first. Pendergreens gifted Moonshine the blessing of his essence, cursing her sword so that he could speak to her at any time. Blessings. And with that, uh, he banished you back to the material plane where three rogue gods, controlled by Akarat, prepare to destroy all all that you hold dear. And that's where we are now. Well, that can't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beverly, you say that as you guys <laughs> land uh, in the Whisperwood. Uh, you guys- Oh, we're re- in the Whisperwood, Yeah, okay. you guys appear with Alanis on the material plane and you find yourselves- um, So we're near Gladeholm. Yes, you're in the woods just outside of Gladeholm. You see crystalline trees um, with unnatural colored leaves, uh, purples and blues and oranges. There are still some Crick Elves living out here, and you can see some bonfires. You but hear, by choice, right? Not by, by... Yeah, you see it's okay. uh, there are way less people living out here, but it is also a 
magical forest. Yeah, like no, you see, it yeah. seems like a good life so long as there's the opportunity to live in Glade Home. Yeah, you well. see Cooter pokes his head out of a magical tree house and goes, Ah, Moonshine, where'd you come from? Hey, Cooter, I came from hell. Hell? <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. You see he sips some tea. Wow, that's, that's messed up. Installed a new leader in my stead, but I'm probably doomed to go there. Oh, no. I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. Hey, your mama and your daddy uh, just came through a little bit ago with Olgar. Yeah, they made it back. Olgar. Yeah, sick. Yeah, he was riding. Your daddy was riding some kind of weird worm, saying Excelsior or something. It was weird. Yeah, that actually ain't new. Oh yeah. Yeah, he does that all the time. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. All right, Cooter. Well, I'm gonna go rendezvous with them, but everything good out here? Yeah, we're just. Yeah, you ain't seen any. I don't know. Giant. Evil dinosaurs going Giant around. Giant evil dinosaurs. Gooey eyeball. Hey, God. babe. Eyeballs. Hey, babe. Have you seen any gooey? Was it gooey eyeballs? Gooey yeah. eyeballs. Gooey eyeballs. Giant, Giant dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Gargoyles as well. Uh, you see his um, new high elven wife, um, Spirilla, pokes her head out and she goes, <laughs> Yes, Spirilla, you got No, my love. I have not seen. Any giant dinosaurs or gooey eyeball monsters. Oh, it's that kind of tea. Uh, damn, look at Cooter slumming it. Yeah, I was going to say, Spirilla, you are positively glowing. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm living a wild life out here. Yeah, I got to be honest. The fresh air is good for that complexion. Thank you so Before much. you had that high elf pallor. Yeah. I love your chiminea. You really made a, a beautiful patio out here. Thank you. Yes, you can just, uh, the woods are magical. I can't believe I us high elves weren't living out here. Look at this. You see, she just starts kicking into the wall <laughs> and um, just breaks off part of their house. Um, oh. Cooter helps her like lay out some branches and it just starts growing a new bedroom. <laughs> oh, are you trying to tell we're, us something? We're renovating, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, just renovating. Uh, I, in addition, I didn't know if it was addition to the house. Oh, I don't know, are family. you pregnant yet, Sparilla? <laughs> it's quite difficult God, do you, for- Do you guys communicate? High elves <laughs> to conceive, but I suppose your crick sperm could be so potent. Wow, she just said <laughs> sperm, she just said it. Really go into the castle, <laughs> hey, I think. You see Alanis, Alanis is just like running through a million things in her head and she goes like, Okay, no, this seems super weird to be out here talking to Cooter, but actually, you guys need your rest anyway. We need to all be rested yeah, up before we Alana's, do any of this. I got a question, okay? Uh, and I'm going to run it by my dad because actually he's here, but I'd like to ask you of it. I was thinking of maybe borrowing the thinking cap. You can certainly speak to your father about it. I, th- I think right. he would allow it. Yeah, cool, these cool. are pretty extreme circumstances. Yeah. All right, then let's go find him. Yes, right. I, I need counsel from Mama myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's up, it's up to you guys. If if you want my advice, I think hunker down, get some sleep immediately, and then mm-hmm. let's meet up first thing in the morning. I'll round everybody up. Yes, I please. can head into town right now. I can warn Erdan, have him send out messages to the other free cities, make sure the guards are on high alert. I can try to find the the gods, see where they're located, figure out our next plan. I don't. Yeah. Akarat's not just going to show up without thinking and start blowing stuff up. And yeah. if he does, I'll come get you. Hey, All right. Cooter, okay. can you get Al- Alana some tea? She looks pretty sleepy. Uh, yeah. Uh, he chucks a full mug of <laughs> oh. hot tea out. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I should probably come down and bring that to you. Let me make another pot. <laughs> oh, wow. This teacup's just magically reforming, though. That's nice. Starts to come back together. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I whisper into the, uh, I whisper into my cursed sword uh, to Pendergreens, and I say, "Thanks for dropping us in the Whisperwood." 
Oh yeah, I figured like if something was screwed up in Glade Home, you guys might want to be like right outside of it. I'm kind of a tactical genius. Yeah, I gotta say, you showing a little bit of heart there, huh? Oh, uh, you know what? They call me the betrayer, but maybe the only thing I'm betraying is, is what a nice guy you what are. What a nice guy I am. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess betraying I'm be- expectations. <laughs> I'm betraying <laughs> expectations. There you go. Wow. Well, thank you. Never been so happy to be wrong. Uh, okay. Hey, well, thanks for making this guest room. Cooter, you mind if we put it to use? Yeah, Cooter oh, goes, oh, yeah. yeah. Y- y'all, y'all are welcome to come in here and uh, stay in our uh, new weird guest room if, if y'all want. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. You know what? I, I only need four hours of trance, so I'm going to do something slightly inconvenient for, well, I guess just Beverly. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna wake you up in the middle of the night and make you eat a meal. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, you're gonna have to do sort of a midnight snack, and okay, then so you can go back up. to bed. We're bulking up. Yeah, That's we're what doing you do when you a, a yeah. night bulk. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My my dad. Uh, my dad used to do that. He would get up and get a midnight snack. Well, you know, we're keeping the tradition alive. That's right. You yeah, gotta M- do that. and I will wake you up after four hours. <laughs> Hard one passes out for nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> Oversleeps. Uh, yeah, uh, Alana sends you guys off. You guys climb a rope ladder into um, Cooter's treehouse, uh, and uh, awesome. Alana um, waves to you guys, and she goes, "I'll I'll let them know about the phylactery too, and I'll help Erdan oh, yeah. get to work on trying to yeah, remove that." Please do. Also, I got some uh, snow globes from Hell as souvenirs, so if you could pass those along. But do you want to just give them? Uh, give it to them yourself tomorrow. Yeah, that's probably a good call. All right. Uh, well, I'll see you guys first thing in the morning. Meet me at the castle. Okay. All right. Will do. You see, she disappears. Okay. I go into a trance, Mm -hmm. but then at four hours, I make a hero's feast, wake everyone up, shove it down their throats, and then go into another trance to get my spell (laughs) slots back. Great. Uh, Yeah, you see, um, Cooter uh, walks in while you're cooking the hero's feast. Oh, well, what you making there? Mind if I have a little bit of that? or? Yeah, absolutely, Cooter. Cooter, Uh, you want to come to battle? Do I want to come to battle? Mm. I never seen you on the field. I don't know what sort of a. I try. Of... I'm I'm a little bit of a medic. I can help out. You know, handing out potions or applying salves and whatnot. That's you kind know of my what? thing. You have always been a man of the people, and I think that you should come with us. Uh, go ahead and give me a persuasion check. <laughs> Eighteen. Eighteen. <laughs> you Cooter, see, I once heard that in times like these, everyone needs to go to battle, even old men. Uh, you see um, Balnor looks up super tearfully, and um, Cooter looks down at Balnor, then looks at you and goes, I don't really know the significance of that phrase, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, fuck it. Sprill, is it cool if I leave town for a uh, couple days? I don't know. How long do you think we'll be gone? Yeah, a couple days. A couple days. All right. Well, I'm not much of a warrior, but uh, I do have a little bit of uh, medicinal training, so if anybody gets knocked out or anything, and I maybe can we run can around s- and... Maybe we can scrounge up some fancy high elf armor for you. Oh, great idea. I don't know if I'm proficient in <laughs> things, if that makes sense. Maybe we could get you like... You know what? I might just be inviting you into a bad fate. Maybe you shouldn't join us. It's up to you guys. I'll come along. I don't, I don't give a shit. I, I guess you... I wanted to give you a chance to shine, because I know that you're a strong dude. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I think you'd look great in like a white frock, you know, kind of like a Florence Nightingale vibe, just running yeah. around. Yeah, Cooter Nightingale. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll wear I'll wear a frock. <laughs> All right. 
I'll start packing my things. Get this guy a frock. Uh, you see, uh, Cooter starts um, packing his things. Okay, we got Cooter loaded up with uh, some potions. Is it the middle of the night? Are we eating dinner? What's going on? Yeah, yeah but Cooter also is partaking yeah. of the okay, hero's Cooter, feast. Yeah, Cooter Balnor. had dinner. Yeah, because I think it's up to 10 people. Hey, sarsaparilla? Um, it's just sparilla. Oh, so pardon me, pardon me. I thought it was short for sarsaparilla. Wow. Uh, it's uh, I got a I got a feast. If you want to partake, you'll have oh, a really good day tomorrow. I would love to have some. Do you want some Tupperware in case you need some of this later or anything? Absolutely. Is it cool that we're eating this in bed? Is isn't that normal amongst uh, the Crick people? Yeah, that's pretty much where I ate all my meals. <laughs> Honestly, double checking. It's not because we could have a dining room if we wanted to. It's just fun to eat in bed. It's absolutely fun. And then, like sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night, mm, yummy dream crumbs. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, how many people um, can you do for Heroes Feast? Up to twelve other creatures. Wow. Sweet. Cooter and Sparilla also give you guys uh, some Tupperware so that you for can have Heroes Heroes <gasps> Feast for later. Ooh. Yeah, we might meet like, I don't know, five birds or something who we want to be really strong. Or maybe other warriors. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so you guys shove a bunch of food in your mouths in the middle of the night. Um, you guys finish sleeping. Hard one trances his full nine hours. I nine think it and is. A half. It's going yeah. up. Oh, God, am I well tranced. <laughs> yeah, let's say I couldn't wake him up. So when he wakes up in the morning, then I give him the Tupperware. <laughs> I prefer the eggs cold. <laughs> she tried to sleep feed you, man. It was weird. <laughs> Uh, so the next morning, the sun rises. It is it is day. <sighs> okay, y'all. So I, I guess, like, we don't really have a lay of the land as to, like, what's going on. I don't know how we're going to find these things. I well, guess we got to get to the castle first. Yeah, yeah. let's talk to the cat, get to the castle, see if we can borrow the thinking cap, see if we can find Lucanus and Meemaw and Mama. Sweet. Um, you guys head into Gladeholm. Uh, you see the troops here are all on high alert. They're all um, rushing into action. You see high elven warriors in elegant armor lead new Crick Elf recruits in morning drills. Uh, you see the druids of the old folk circle uh, confer with arch wizards of the academy. Um, you rush to the castle with its elegant um, water garden, um, soon to be water park. Um, <laughs> oh, wow, the slide's really coming in. <laughs> yeah, you see, you see that there are some high elven uh, generals uh, sitting on floating leaves like a lazy river <laughs> looking over a map. It looks so dangerous. I can't wait to go on this. <laughs> um, you guys also see the symbol of Gladehome, this uh, silver tree with frayed branches reaching up towards the sky. Um, you guys are recognized by some guards who quickly usher you into a war room within the castle. Uh, it's got a full glass wall uh, that looks out onto the ocean, uh, tall ceilings and walls lined with books. There are various arcane readers, trackers, and devices throughout the room. Uh, it's part war room, part study, part lab. Uh, you see in the center of the room, there is another one of these bowls that Alanis uh, uses to make projections, uh, mm -hmm. but this one is much larger. Uh, it looks to be the size of... It's like a bathtub. It's like a dining room table. It's huge. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It looks like it was specifically made for a council to stand around it and discuss battlefield strategy. Uh, and you see a bunch of your friends here. You see that Alanis is here along with Erdan and Mama. Uh, and you also see Mima, Lucanus, and Ulfgar. Uh, <gasps> you see uh, the latter three, um, especially Lucanus and Mima, um, snap their heads towards you. Moonshine, Moonshine, I'm so glad you're all right. Mima runs over and gives Mima, you a hug. I'm so glad you're all right. I mean, Ulfgar promised me you're gonna be okay, but it's good to see you. Yeah, we had a crazy time. There were these- Lucanus, where'd you go? 
Well, you know, I was blown off into astral space. Uh, you see he um, narrows his eyes at Alanis. I'm sorry, okay? I had a plan, and sometimes <laughs> things get screwed up. It's not my fault, man. Get off my back. <laughs> and Lucanus goes, I tried to get a few cracks in at one of those angels that was going after Ulfgar. And Birds, I mi- you mean? Birds, yes. Yeah, um, and birds. I misjudged where I was going, and I ended up getting caught in the vortex of one of these um, portals. But um, luckily, your mother and uh, Ulfgar followed me in, and um, the three of us were able to get out together. Good, wow. Yeah. It's awesome. damn good to see you guys. Yeah, it really is. It's yeah. good to see you all. And you're all healthy? You're all healthy? Let me check them for soft spots. Uh, you start <laughs> checking them for soft spots. They um, look all good. They look like um, uh, they rested and stuff. Oh, um, this is a sight for sore eyes. You guys see Alanis waves you guys over to join her at the projection pool. Uh, you look in. And you guys see a map of Bohemia. There's the main continent, which is shaped, uh, it kind of looks like Australia, but it's a bit thinner in the middle. Um, then the large, mostly uninhabited continent uh, that's above it, that's the frigid north. Uh, you see the free cities, Gladehome, Hillhome, Frostwind, and Iron Deep are marked in blue, while the eastern side of the continent, including Galateron and Esri, are marked in white to show chosen occupation. You see that in the mountain ranges connecting the east side of the continent to the west, there are markers for chosen troops who have set up war camps, basically just waiting for an opportunity to travel through and attack the nearby city of Iron Deep. Uh, you also see that south of Hillholm, behind another group of mountain ranges, um, are the ruins of Osmodia, the fallen Orcish city. Uh, there is no marker on that one. It fell to Akara. I, you see Alanis pipes up and she goes, the city of Osmodia fell when um, we took out Osmodius the first time. We cleared it out um, when we went through the hell portal uh, the first time we killed Osmodius. Has there been any activity there since? And I accidentally uh, touched the puddle. <laughs> you touch it, uh, just all turns oh. to smoke. Oh, sorry, sorry, that's, sorry. That's like a half hour ritual. Um, oh, if you could not touch that. I'll give you a help action. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does it in 15 minutes. Everyone everyone uh, stands around weirdly. Ulfgar okay. goes and gets like some finger sandwiches. And comes yeah, back. There, I was going to say there better be like a plate of croissants. Yeah. And- I there's- pick it another hero's feast. <laughs> No one's going to eat this. I love it. You can have a hero snack, yeah. (laughs) And you see uh, Alanis goes, the halflings in Hillhome have reported orcs in the area. It is likely that they're gathering there. Hmm. So anyway, Akarat's gods, a.k.a. the hollow goddies, are extremely (laughs) powerful. I did some research last night based on their physical descriptions, and while there's very little information about them, I was able to find some. These beasts are thousands of years old, and most of what is known about them is just retellings of oral traditions. Somebody just wrote down stories that um, someone had told them long ago. Uh, So take everything I say here with a grain of salt, because we don't know much. It's myth, but myth usually represents some truth. Exactly. So the bubbling slime monster that we saw is a monster that was once known as the Jubilix, an ancient faceless monster and devourer of men. Uh, You guys see an image of this green 
ooze monster with dozens of bloodshot eyes dripping with toxic, steaming goo. Its attacks are highly poisonous. It brings plague and disease that can spread rapidly, and it's known to absorb its incapacitated foes into its body. We also believe it can change form because it was spotted in the Iron Deep Mountains by a scout, but then quickly disappeared. Could it take the form of a human? The scout party said that it just disappeared into thin air. So it could have teleported, it could have taken a gaseous form. It did not sound like it transformed into a human. You see she places a marker, like a black marker, to denote um, an Akarat sighting near Iron Deep. And she goes, unfortunately, these gods are super powerful and have some kind of arcane block where I can't scry on them directly. And this one has been extremely hard to track because it can change forms. So we don't have an exact read on it. Last known sighting near the Iron Deep Mountains. Okay. The next god um, is the gargoyle looking one. This one was once a demon lord named Fraz or Blue. Uh, this one is the most humanoid-like and has the greatest command of magic. Uh, it too can change shape and hide its true form, but I did catch it for a brief moment in the ruins of Osmodia. I was able to track it there. Um, she places a black marker there. Since the halflings have reported sightings of orcs gathering here, we can assume Akarat is using this body as the general of his army. Oh. Is Akarat ever limited by the intelligence of the bodies that he inhabits? You see, Alanis thinks about it for a sec. Let me go ahead and do a history check for her. Nat fucking 20. Yo. She goes, yes, I do think he is limited by the type of body that he chooses. That's I think good. this demon lord is most likely going to be the one that he's able to speak through, that he's going to be able to control the easiest. The other ones, he did succeed with the ritual, so I'm sure he will have command of their bodies. Whether or not they'll be able to speak, I don't know. But there's a chance he might succumb to their primordial rage and be unable to control them a little bit? I doubt he will lose control of them. Okay. I guess I'm more interested, yeah, to find out if he can be commanding an army as a giant monster or if he would be limited. So that's a good answer. I, I do think that the reason this demon lord is down in Osmodia is because there's a bit of politicking going on. Oh, yeah. it's rallying the troops. I think the other ones are going to be more straight on attacks. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. The last monster is the most fearsome a legendary god of destruction known as the Tarask. The stories say that the monster is impossible to kill and is immune to magic. Okay, so where's that one? Right. Immune um, to magic? Again, it's a story. It's likely an exaggeration, but there could yeah. be some truth to it. It's just like it doesn't get sick during flu season, that sort of thing. Perhaps, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and then to answer your question, Hard One, that one we've been able to track directly to the frigid north. That one has not changed form at all. That one, um, you see she points to an uninhabited area of the frigid north east of Frostwind. And you see um, she flicks her finger and a black marker appears. And this one, unlike the other ones that are static, that are just like assumed locations of these monsters, this one is like 
moving ever so slightly. Which direction is it headed? Uh, it looks to be headed towards Frostwind. Oh, towards Frostwind. It's not there yet. Uh, no, it is not there yet. Okay. So we've we've sent messages to all of the free cities, and the Frost Dwarves are gathering May I, at the wall. I ask an uncouth question. <laughs> is there a way to get this most fearsome creature to go after Esri or one of the places that is chosen? I'm not proud to ask that question, but, I, you know, it's... I think we've got to be thinking of any and every strategy available at our disposal. Yeah. I think Akarat is going to be careful not to equally attack the Chosen and the Free Cities. I think he sees where this is headed. He sees that we're the underdogs. He's trying to squash us quickly, so then he can, at full force, fight the Allah. He wants okay. to erase us from the equation. Okay, so because of Akarat's guidance, we could not try to sick this bad guy on Theala. I imagine Theala's sitting this one out, just waiting to see what happens. That is a big part of the problem. Yeah, you see Ulfgar looks at the map. You, you've always known that he's had kind of like a crush on Alanis, so you <laughs> see he like folds his arms and tries to sound really smart, and he goes, yes, um, indubitably so. Um, <laughs> I would... Ulfgar, uh, you dropped your sandwich in the, in the pool. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, and you see uh, Alanis backs up, and she goes like, I think you're cool. Just talk how you talk. It's cool. You're a super smart battle master. You know your way around a battlefield. Just be yourself. Yeah, no, I was doing that. I say in, indubitably all the time. Well put. Well put, sir. Yeah. Thank you. I Thank was going to say indubitably myself. This is how hard one and I talk. You see him just eyes pleading. <laughs> indubitably. Yeah. Forsooth, my oh, good man. Yeah, I, I heard Earl Flar say indubitably a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, you see, Mima nods. Mm, indubitably, yeah. Uh, quite quite right. <laughs> yeah. Mima side eyes Lucatus as she goes, indubitably. And Lucatus goes, you, all, everyone, it's fine. <laughs> Everyone's smart here. That's why we're here. We're all indubitably smart. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Lucanus Prithy holds your tongue. <laughs> now that's normal. He talks like that. There you go. Yeah. You see Ulfgar, after he's done kind of like um, blushing, uh, he clears his throat and he goes, yeah, that's um, going to be a problem for Iron Deep. If one of these gods is near the city... It's likely that as soon as it attacks, the Chosen will use this as an opportunity to attack our troops there. So is Iron Deep the greatest threat in the greatest threat right now? Alanis goes. Or is this most fearsome monster the greatest threat? I think right now everything is pretty bad, and I think we got to divide us up, and we need to tackle each one of these things individually. Mama, my queen. <laughs> yes, my champion. Warm blood flows through my veins. I will fight for you. Where doth you send me? <laughs> uh, you see, she hops up to your chest and puts her head against yours. <laughs> you honor me. <laughs> Let us talk about the best course of action, and then I shall decide where to dispense you, my champion, for I know that loose end will be tied up. I live to serve you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, Erdan speaks up, and he goes, Well, if Akarat's phylactery is in the Allcaster. Someone will need to take care of that. I can handle that. Mama, if you would join me, perhaps warn the people of the city, then I can teleport the city, land it somewhere safe, 
then dispel the Allcaster and get to work performing a ritual to remove Akarat's essence from it. Erdan, uh, I have a question. Yes. I was wondering if I could borrow the thinking cap. I... I'm, of course, I defer to your wisdom. I do not ask for any greedy reason. I ask because I think it could help, but if you think it's a bad idea, I'm not going to press it. You see Lucanus looks at you and then looks at Erdan and goes, come on, man, let her have it. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and roll a persuasion check with advantage. 17. Nice. 17. Erdan kind of scratches his head. He looks uncomfortable. He goes, well, I suppose the magic artifacts here haven't exactly been kept safe. I actually think it would be much safer in your hands. I ask that you please return it after Absolutely. After I this. have no interest in this belonging to me, only in it belonging to the elves. Also, I'm going to make a cute little chin strap so it definitely stays on my head. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. See, see that you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, is it cool if I modify it by adding yeah. a chin strap? Um, Lucanus goes, tell her it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, I suppose, yes, okay, fine. You can put a chin strap on it. I whisper to Moonshine, I'll help you customize it. Thank you I've so much. i got some ideas. I want to keep the brim stiff, though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> keep the sun out of your eyes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and I'm going to leave the tags on. <laughs> <laughs> you see Lucanus folds his arms um, and looks at the map and goes, I would be able to teleport someone or a party if we needed to get down to Osmodia or Iron Deep or Frostwind. Uh, and you see... Mima speaks up and she goes, if you could get me down near Hill Home, we could warn the halflings down there. I could wild shape and sneak around Osmodia, see what's going on, get some info on what's going on there, make sure we're not in immediate danger. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll go where we're sent, but I would love to know that Hill Home will be safe. Uh, you see um, Mima puts her hand on your shoulder and she goes... Youngin, I promise you, not a hair on any of those halflings is going to be hurt. Even the pebble pots? Well, <laughs> I mean, I yeah, you're going to you need know. like a priority list for sure, but like, right, do your yeah. best. I'm just I, I saying, if, if harm comes to the pebble pots, it might be for the good of the halfling folk. <laughs> yeah, I'm I can see the pebble pots using human shields. <laughs> right. These are hard times. <laughs> I'm going to say, not a hair hurt on anybody. Maybe a few pebble pot hairs are hurt, but not outright killed. Pebble pots aside, I want someone to make me the same promise for Iron Deep. There's uh, good dwarfins there. Yeah. Uh, you see Ulfgar raises his axe, points it at you, hard one, and goes, Iron Deep is my home. I can rally the troops there and make sure that the Chosen don't get in, and if the Jubilix shows up in the mountains, I'll be there to fight it. Indubitably. Hey. And tell them... <laughs> Indubitably, <laughs> sir. Tell them dwarfins I got a hot pot of cash for them after at the end of all this. Oh, yeah. Illegal vampire gold. Yeah. Well, I, I hope the dwarfins aren't out fighting in the mountains, but I wouldn't put it past the people who run the dwarfinage. Yeah. Oh, there's some there's some fuckers. And they got some wily dwarfins, too. <laughs> uh, I know I know one of them grown up. <laughs> Hard to shed the tear. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> I just want to say, though, like, Bev, if you, and obviously hard one you as well, but Bev, if you want to go to Hill Home, that is perfectly within your right. I think we're long past doing 
what we want to do. Now is the time to do what we need to do. Yeah, I mean, I certainly understand that. But that's I hold myself to that standard, but I don't hold you to that standard. Why do you think I hold myself to that standard? Who do you think taught me? <laughs> Stop. I, sho- <laughs> I shove a little hero's feast in his mouth. <laughs> so much of it falls in the pool. <laughs> oh, I, my God. I eat the chunks I'm so from the sorry. pool. Oh. I'm just going to let those home fries go to waste. <laughs> They're a little wet. That's fine. Yeah, they're good when they're soggy. Uh, you see, Alanis goes. I could join Ulfgar in Iron Deep if what is indubitably an excellent strategy. We all give little thumbs up behind Alanis' back. <laughs> an, an excellent strategy, ma'am. I, I nudge Ulfgar. You absolutely don't need to talk like that, Ulfgar. It's cool. This just comes natural to him. It's just, <laughs> it's just normal. It's what I do. <laughs> But um, if any part of what we know about the Tarask is true, then my magic might not be much of an effect against it. And if the Chosen want to try to sneak in through the mountains, I can make it rain boulders on them. Okay. Yeah, all right. I mean, I am also magical. I might not have much to offer to the t- Tarask. But your magic comes from the land. I feel like you could... Yeah, that's right. I can I can make the fucking... It- earth angry at it yeah yeah you see me starts to get pumped we can make the earth angry girl that's right that's right that's right i'm gonna gonna get them nasty them trees gonna be so nasty them them rocks gonna be so mean tree spanking dirty druid (laughs) damn that's right go dirty on this dino never met a dirty spellcaster (laughs) (laughs) uh and uh, you see me goes and i can get a message out to Cobb. i know he's out in the iron deep mountains uh i can Damn, we I, just keep it's like ships in the night we just keep missing Cobb. Yeah. uh i can have him bring a team to the city in case anything happens there while the okay. while the All troops right. are out All he's right. gonna have some tales to tell yeah he really is that open mic night is gonna be like a four-hour event oh it's gonna a be a full show, hbo special all uh, right so i guess that means that we are headed for this dinosaur you'll be the team that helps Frostwind fight the tarasque Okay, that one thing we're we're here in Glade Home. May we borrow a champion? The team from could Glade get Home? a little bigger. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got a hero's feast left over, <laughs> and I know someone who might be able to really uh, bring that hero's appetite. Yeah, you see, Erdan turns to you and he goes, "Yes, uh, anything. We'd we'd love to help you in any way that we can." We want Mavericks. <laughs> Yeah, we've got half of a foot-long sub with his name on it. Uh, you see, Lucanus puts his hand on his chin and looks thoughtful and goes, Huh, well, today should be his first day of class. So he's probably still in his room, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, probably... he's teaching the class now. He's the new sorcery professor. Yeah, but he's probably still asleep, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps he could be still asleep. Uh, if you go to the university, we'll send a message to... Um, set you up with the thinking cap and um, you can speak with Mavris and see if he'll join you. Okay. All right. How does that sit with y'all? Oh, let's go Amazing. find that unschooled teacher. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's beat feet. Wait, uh, before we head out, I have one last thing I need to do. Okay. Uh, I rush over to Ulfgar real quick and I fish my orb of recording out of my bag and say, if you see Erlen, just give him this. Hopefully, I'll be able to explain what's on it later, but if not, I, I just want him to have something from me. Indubitably. Uh, I totally understand how this thing works. Indubitably, sir. Yes. <laughs> indeed. Yes. It's... I shall take this technology with me. Ah, indeed. And yes, hand it... of the highest regard. Yes. 
Uh, I will I will deliver it to Erlen if I see him. And Ulfgar, if there's someone that you care about, and they care about you, don't let that slip away. See, uh, Ulfgar gives a little side eye to Alanis and then looks at you and goes, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> but cool. Hard one nods behind Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> Zips his lips. Quite barely, sir. I I, st- I send Handy Andy to kind of like um, brush down Ulfgar's hair and kind of like primp him for his long travels with Alanis. They're <laughs> <laughs> going on a business trip. Yeah, stealthily. <laughs> he looks really good. <laughs> nice. Uh, so you guys rush out of the castle um, and make your way down to the university. You see that um, as you guys are out amongst the elven warriors and the trainees, you see Papa perks up. What is it, boy? Okay, I gotta tell you, Papa, we got business to attend to. You can't just be following every sniff that tickles your nostril the right way. What? You smell bakery? You want to go steal some food table scraps? Uh, You see he gets down out of your bib. Um, and he scrambles away, and you understand him because he's your familiar, but he says, I have a surprise. I'll meet you guys at the university. Oh. You have a surprise? I hope it's more eggs. All right, y'all. <laughs> I think Papa's getting us something monogrammed. Let's it's go. Be that. Yeah. New Jersey's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you guys run across the long bridge to the university and burst into the doors of a classroom. <laughs> Where Mavris, the unschooled. Zach, you may say hello. Hello. <laughs> Mavris, the unschooled, um, is in the middle of teaching his first class. Uh, on the chalkboard, we just see his name written, Mavris. Oh my God, is he wearing a tie? <laughs> yeah, but like super loosely. He's wearing it around his head, though. <laughs> awesome. And there's a bunch of um, young students in robes uh, in attendance. All right, you're going to want to take your textbooks, right? And open them to, just kidding, rip them in half. Oh. <laughs> you see the high elves look amongst each other confused. Rip your, I'm, that's, you have to rip your textbooks in half. Um, y- yes, yes, sir. What's uh, he they, doing? They try to rip them Do in it. half. I just really, really, give me, give me that one. They're hard that one. Co- uh, We paid a lot for these uh, hands. <laughs> yeah. Just dig a knife into it. <laughs> you dig a knife into it. One guy goes, any that? textbooks you have, rip in half. Not, <laughs> not just for this class. <laughs> He's turning education on its head. I love this. This is so anti-establishment. Mavris, what is up? Oh, thank God. <laughs> I, walk, I, I walk down an aisle ripping every kid's school book in half. Thank you. Yeah, I find a high elf who was, who was trying to avoid doing it, and I rip it for him and throw it on his desk. This cost me so much money. Hey, your first lesson is learning how to use the min spell. hey oh, I jump up on a desk. And then forget it. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I was halfway through a, a lesson where I got to be honest, I was wearing this tie at the beginning of the class. I started sweating, full flop sweat, because I felt, I felt the true panic of someone who realized they made a huge mistake. You seem really nervous for someone who's acting so cool. Oh, it's, you know, sometimes you have to just like fake it till you make it. And right. thank God, let's get out of here. Yeah. Wait, perfect. Hey. This is perfect. We came here thinking we were gonna have to talk you out of being a teacher and what? come Are join you kidding us. Me? Yeah. Hey, you know what, class? Your homework. Write this down. Uh, yes, sir. Didn't you wait? All of their pencils are broken. Oh shit. Okay. Well, remember this. <laughs> Don't write it down. Uh, find a, a truly perfect leaf and uh, surf that bad boy out into the middle of the lake and never come back to school. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, go ahead and give me a persuasion check. 
I give him a help action. 23? 23. Uh, yeah, you see like 80% of the class starts cheering and <laughs> runs out in the hall. Uh, and you see a, a couple others just kind of slowly gather their books. You have a really good rating on Rate My Professor. Wow. I do? Yeah. Okay, good. Straight up dead Look, wizard society. I think I've made a huge mistake. What were you guys doing? Well, okay, here's the deal. We are going on a very dangerous adventure, and oh, we yes. thought that maybe we could uh, convince you to risk your life and everything that means anything to you for our cause. And you don't have to be a teacher for a little while. I'm in. All right. <laughs> Okay, again, I, I mean, I had a whole spiel, but, you know. Do you, we don't, well, I mean, you can tell me the bullet points on the way, but I'm in. Kind of just, a, you know, a general heroics, um, great. Uh, the greater good, stuff okay. about that, think about that a couple times. Yeah, okay. Um, generally risking oneself for the future of uh, Bohemia. We're also going to beat up a dinosaur. Oh, I'm yeah, in. dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys see, as you're talking to Mavris, Suddenly, um, you had kicked open the doors uh, to go in and talk to him, and then they had closed. You see Papa scrambles in from under the door, panting. <sighs> I give him oh. his inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> he takes his inhaler, and a moment later, Apple Scrumper strides in. What? Oi, oi, Savaloys. Yes, I live and breathe. Oh, right? The field spit up. How are you doing, cuz? Doing great. You look good. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice hearing it. Hey, yeah. it's a, hey guys, apple for the teacher. Right? Oh. I don't oh. know what that means, but it's got my leave? name in did it. You get your, did you already find your leave? Are well, you a student I, here? I didn't, but I do carry this perfect leaf with me everywhere oh. I go. Wow. So, so symmetrical. It's it's, isn't it good? I've never seen a leaf quite like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get an A. <laughs> uh, I don't know Are what you that enrolled? means. <laughs> No, I can't read. <laughs> oh, it's going to piss off all those elves. <laughs> the other elves. Oh, all right. No, I'm in then. I'm in. Whatever it is, Honestly, I'm pissing off them elves. I've started reading, and it is overrated. Oh, really? It's a great, you know, it's a nice tool for acquiring some information, but the information is all super biased. Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't like that. I just like the truth, innit? Yeah, I'm right? a very truthful person, as I'm cool. sure you all knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I remember we found that bounty and you split it with us 50-50. I, yeah. 50, and I didn't even want to. You you insisted 50-50. <laughs> I was not going to take it. <laughs> honest is the day is long. That's why we like you. Absolutely. You yeah. know, honest people seem to talk about how honest they are for a long time. I've I heard that too. I've heard that. I've seen it. Mm. I've not read it. I have but, no reason to not believe you. Uh, Scrumper, I, what are you up to these days? You got a free afternoon or five? Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> supposed to be training these elves, but uh, mostly I just have them climbing trees and then mudboarding. They can do that on their own. You got you know, what mudboarding? Yeah, get their leg strengths up, get their yeah, lower torsos up. That's right. Sounds that's about right to it, me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Leg strength and torso. It's all legs and core. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> they're not super happy with me because I have destroyed a lot of lawns. But... Mm. Oh, At what price strength? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, Scrumper, we are going on a dangerous mission. I'm in. <laughs> okay, again. Wow, this is, this is so easier. easy. Yeah. I thought, I, wow, yeah, Mavis great. is doing that thing where you're like hanging the door waiting for people. <laughs> yeah, just okay. bullet points. It's like a siege monster thing heading for the walls yeah, of Frostwind. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, sure. Again, you're cool. in. Okay, you okay, just, just, just can I, real quick, just again, 
your life is in danger, at risk, total risk, you might die. We're all probably going to die. We're all going to die. Real quick, I'm going to pop open this Tupperware, have a hero's feast. What? Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. oh, get some of this. I haven't yeah. had one of these in a little while. <laughs> yeah. You have I never had, had one of these. You have never had a wetter burrito. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're leftovers, but I think they're still potent. Mm-hmm. Leftovers, in my opinion, are often better than first overs. Thank I you. agree. You're right. So, Murph, does this actually do an extra D12 of uh, <laughs> maximum hit points? It just does points? the regular amount. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so what do we get? Uh, everyone gets 12 hit points, 12 extra hit points for oh, the wow. next 24 hours. Mm. You're immune to poison and being frightened, and you make all wisdom saving throws with advantage. And it lasts for 24 hours. You'd think a wet burrito uh, in Tupperware wouldn't be that great, but... This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. tortillas fall into pieces, but it's kind of flavorful in a yeah. way that, like, it's not necessarily... Just tilt it to your lips and drink the Tupperware. You I'm doing really That's need... what I'm yeah. doing. You need to get all that goop up. It yeah. Up. Doesn't work unless you drink it all. I'm licking it. Um, uh, you guys see that after a bit, Alanis appears um, in the room with you guys, and she's holding the thinking cap. Um, she hands it to oh. you, Moonshine. Thank I was you. able to secure this for you. Thank you. But also, of course, Alanis, you could use it. I don't know what your relationship to this uh, item of clothing is. I do. I don't want to brag, special. but I already have plus five to intelligence, so. Oh, that's really <laughs> takes cool. a huge rip. Yeah, that's. <laughs> what that's were we really talking cool. about? <laughs> hmm, I'm a plus zero, so let me let me get that hat. Right on. Are you a teacher? Um, sort of. Not here specifically, but just like out in the world, I teach people stuff. I fucking love your style. Thanks. <laughs> I like your vibe too. Awesome. Uh, thank you. Cool. Is Olfkar here? Is he witnessing this? Olfkar oh, is not here. Oh. Oh, no, his eyes are darting back. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at it being kind of like, yeah, um, <clears throat> I mean, we better go. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what's going on, but let's go. I don't either. Hi, I'm Apple. Nice to meet you. Uh, nice to meet you. I'm Alanis. Oh, Apple, this is, this is a very um, powerful. Um, yeah. Uh, a sorceress, a oh, wizard. Nice. Uh, this is right. one of the greatest mud borders in all of Bohemia. No, stop. I mean, just a semi-professional, in it? I mean, there are professional mud borders, so aim there, as professional as they get. If but. you cared, you'd be professional, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's. It, I do it for the love of the craft, yeah. not yeah. not for money. Exactly. Yeah, you got to. Anyway, if you got a hit of that, I would take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she hands you a joint. Sick. It should wear off by by the time we get there. That should be fine. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All your attacks with disadvantage. <laughs> um. So Alanis, uh, I believe Lucanus was maybe talking about helping teleport us, or or Dan was. I I can about- I can teleport you guys there, okay. and then yeah. I'll right. I'll meet um all those guys in Iron Deep. Okay. Teams assembled. Let's go fuck with the dinosaur, right? Yeah. Oh hell yeah! I guess Thank I'll you. put I'm gonna put the thinking cap on right now. Sweet. Do mm. I have to like do any saves or anything, or am I like friends with it at this point? You have. Uh, you've already used it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I cover it in glitter and like uh like mushroom drawings Ooh! to make it look a little more stylish. I want to like kind of like scrunch it forward a bit so it looks kind of like a J Lo '90s hat. <laughs> <laughs> You look cool. <laughs> Thank you. At first, I was like, no, she can't pull it off. But she put it on, and I was like, she can pull it off. Oh, <laughs> Apple, I forgot to tell you, ever since I met you, something came over me. And I do like a real quick rage just so no. she sees it in my eyes. That is amazing. Yeah, you kind of inspired that, me. That's lush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's let's go. <laughs> let's get it. All right, let's do it. Um, she puts her arms around you guys, and you guys whoosh, teleport. To Frostwind, um, you guys arrive atop 
the city wall, this massive 300 foot tall structure made of magically infused iron um, and covered in ice. You see Alanis salutes you guys. All right, um, I'm gonna go back to Gladeholm, grab Ulfgar, head on off to Iron Deep, be safe. Can you uh, magic us up some coats real quick? I'm wearing a tank top. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine in the cold, I don't feel it. (laughs) Weirdly weirdly enough, I forgot the spell for making clothes. (laughs) I mean, you know so many. Yeah. That's weird. Huh. You know. Huh. What is it? Uh, I mean. Should just be a simple like cantrip or something. Yeah. Produce I don't clothes. know. Yeah. Produce. I don't know. Sometimes you forget like the simple things. Mm-hmm. Let me I, see if I. I guess I... I could just create food and water and cover you in meat. I have this. I have an extra uh, cut off sweatshirt. <laughs> it could work. It's not going to keep you Balnar goes, uh, yeah, I, I run hot if you want just like my coat. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take your coat. Gives <laughs> you Balnar's coat. It's like a belly shirt. Balnar, do you have like a performance vest in there that I could borrow? Maybe. Yeah, I got a North Face. Okay, great. I zip that up. <laughs> you zip up your North Face. I guess I'll I'll switch into my uh my scrumper jersey, but it's like Ooh. a hockey jersey, so okay. it's warm, or like a permafrost puck jersey. It does get a bit frosty during the winter. Yeah, but that's when the best mud is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's like something you would buy at Zoomies. <laughs> it's like a hoodie jacket. Yeah. Um, you see Alanis disappears, um, and uh, you guys are in Frostwind atop the city wall. Uh, it is sunset here. The weather is strangely peaceful. The sun is setting, and the snow falls down in big, fluffy flakes. Uh, this is in great juxtaposition to the chaos around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see soldiers manning the wall, mounting giant crossbows and ballistas. Um, some of them are rappelling down, joining teams at the bottom. Uh, you see the dwarves down here, uh, like on the surface, look like ants, except for these big iron golems that are these huge iron dwarves created to fight giants outside the wall. Tight. Um, there are thousands of soldiers here, you see that they are setting up traps. Uh, there is a long spiked rack uh, that they bury in the snow um, in front of the first line of soldiers so that when you know monsters show up, it can fly up and stab into them. Uh, you see winter wolves, these dwarven rangers with their wolf familiars um, prepare their ranks for battle. In the distance, uh, in the wilds of the frigid north, you see through the fog that the winter wolf scout towers have all their signal fires lit, which are normally reserved for when they would see giants. Um, There is so much activity and nervous energy here and just people yelling to each other um, that nobody even acknowledges you. People are just (laughs) happy that there's other people there, that there's more warm bodies. You see one guy holding um, a bunch of cannonballs, like boxes of cannonballs, trying to get over to a cannon. Hey, buddy, you help me with this, right? Toss me those, You're part of the team. Balls, brother. Hands you um, a box of cannonballs. Um, Maybe just take the one box hard one. Up, up, I'm fine. <laughs> I'll take three boxes, please. <laughs> wow, Stack a fourth one on here. <laughs> I think they should all supervise. I think they should go over here and then probably one right here. You're like a commander? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and give me a deception check, Mavericks. 12. 12. You're not a fucking commander, man. Oh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Give these recruits their cannonballs. The air is tense. uh, Hands boxes of uh, cannonballs to Scrumper and Hard One. So you guys see there is all this activity around you. Do you guys have anything you want to do 
like long before the monster shows yes, up. Yes, I do. Can I ask someone how far away is this monster? Can you, can we see him on the horizon? Oh, I can actually cast commune with nature as a ritual, and we can find out exactly where that this dinosaur is. Hell Sweet. Yeah. What is the language of commune with nature? Yeah, uh, you instantly gain knowledge of up to three facts of your choice about the following subjects as they relate to your area. Uh, the terrain and bodies of water, prevalent plants, minerals, animals, or peoples, powerful celestials, fey fiends, elementals, undead, influence from other planes of existence, and buildings. Great. So actually, maybe it wouldn't work on a dinosaur. Yeah, uh, he's an undead. Oh, great. Ooh. He's an undead dinosaur. That's so bloody cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't get too excited about him, though. You know, no, I know, like I know, I know. Him, so I would like to know. know about the dinosaur. I would like to know about bodies of water. And I would like to know about minerals. <laughs> I get three <laughs> things, Murph. <laughs> <laughs> minerals, um, they're cool. Sometimes they're salt. And sometimes <laughs> they're crystals. Whoa. There's a treasure trove of gems and crystals inside the mountains, <gasps> um, deep in the frigid north. All right. You don't sense anything peculiar about the water, but you do sense that the big monster, the Tarrasque, is about three miles away, is getting close. Right. And it seems to be okay. moving slowly, or it is, perhaps it, it is sunset. It could. It looks like it's waiting for night. Do you think we could summon just like a giant moth and let the giant moth fight the dinosaur? Just, just spitballing, just throwing ideas out. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um, let's absolutely do that. <laughs> okay, I ask if anyone has seen a giant moth recently. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty big one, man. It I was think, um, like, like, like hundreds three, of feet three wide? inches big. Oh, three inches, okay. Yeah, it's All a right. big moth, man. Moonshine, do you have like an enlarging spell? <laughs> hey, kid, carry some cannonballs. Okay. Uh, I take, how many cannonballs can I carry? <laughs> <laughs> um, so many, you guys are so strong. <laughs> Yay, uh, I'll carry a box. Sweet. Um, I think we should take out the Horn of Valhalla. Oh, for sure. And as soon as we see him on the horizon, we'll blow that and get these berserkers. Wait, have you blown it? it? Oh yeah, ghost pirates come yeah, out. Yeah, ghost pirates. Yeah. It's sick as hell, I saw it once. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, you Man, know what? Man, I should have blown it when I had it. Yeah, why don't you do the honors whenever we see really? the, yeah. I offer like a little handkerchief to wipe off the mouthpiece. We don't need that. <laughs> Sharing spit is a field elf tradition. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I spit on the mouthpiece. Thank you. Thank you. The only Ugh. one who's not rude. Balnor, spit on uh, the mouthpiece. Excuse me. I apologize. I spit on the mouthpiece. <laughs> I'm not I spitting spit on the I actually okay. spit on it a while ago. Oh, thank you. Lot, no, I so. obviously yeah. excuse you. Yours was you the mother rules. spit. <laughs> so it's just one dinosaur, right? That's what we're doing? Yeah. It's a yeah, big but I think dinosaur. It's a big yeah, but how big can it be? I mean. You see yeah. one at while you guys talking one of the frost doors looks at you guys and he goes just one dinosaur no but then all the giants too huh what giants. what are you talking about the weird giants with holes in the eyes you guys <sighs> didn't hear about that yet fuck no. my dick no Alanis oh failed to mention that want to so walk me through it y'all got a war room here well we don't know what's going on we just know that dinosaurs show up giants show up Everyone walking in tandem towards city, we're all pretty flustered right now and kind of just going by the seat of our pants, as it were. Right. Okay. Well, this snow you got here, do you think I could mudboard on it? <laughs> I guess we got a bit if of time. If only there was a word for it. No. <laughs> I think you could mudboard on the I, snow. Oh, you think Wait, I could maybe mudboard on the snow? <laughs> That's it. I'll call it leaf surfing. What is You're snow? You're smart. You should be a teacher. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Wow. 
Listen, what is huh. snow except for extremely cold mud? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Is there just clean mud, isn't it? <laughs> so it's just <laughs> the cleanest mud possible. Pretty much a plain where everything is coming. There's no like valley aspects to it. Or? So basically, you've got the water on one side to the south, and to the north, there's like a mountain range. Mm-hmm. So they can only come from east to west. They can only attack from the mm-hmm. east, essentially. So everybody is preparing, pointing their crossbows setting their lines up in this one direction. It's the only direction anybody can come from. I think Mavericks is going to take a take a step and be like, hey guys, um, uh, things have changed with me since I last saw you. Um, uh, I've gotten a little bit more badass. No and, way. Uh, Impossible. Uh, Just being oh, a professor? Um, I guess you could say that. Uh, you know, sometimes to learn you have to have wings. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I don't get the whoa out of his back, out of these like two holes in his shirt, two two dragon wings pop out. Wow, uh, you tattooed uh, the skin in between the bones. Uh, yeah, there's sort of a tribal tattoo going on in the in sort of in the in the actual the the part that takes. I'll see you later. <laughs> Mavris will just fly up and just get a lay of the land nice. from uh, like an eagle eye view. Sweet. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. Nat twenty. Oh. Mavericks, you see in the deep, deep distance, um, it gets quite foggy out in the frigid north, but you do see heads bobbing and just zombified giants marching towards the city a couple miles away. So this There's- hollow gaudy has a hollow squatty. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All Thank right, uh, Mavericks, I just want to just double check, take a whole like look in every direction and then come back down and then uh, relay that to everybody. Sweet, yeah, you look in every direction, the Tarrasque would have to be coming from that direction. It's surrounded by mountains on the other side and ocean on the other side. So just one direction from the, for them to attack from. I feel like I should be out in the front lines. I might corral some of these orphan-looking kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm useless up here. I'm going with you, Scrumper. Excellent. Mavris, could you fly me out so that I could just land directly on a giant or dinosaur's head? Yeah, I was kind of hoping for the same thing. I could do uh, sort of, we could take turns. Oh, I could also do that. What, really? Uh, I do, I get my mud board out and I do an absolutely sick trick that flies me 70 feet up in the air. (laughs) All our friends know how to fly. This rules. That's badass. I do have to be back on the floor by the end of my turn, (laughs) but I can jump very high. We'll get you there. Apple just lands so hard. (laughs) And you know that if you were in her arms, you would die, but she's fine. (laughs) Interesting. I'll just throw you. I'll just jump up as high as I can and throw you at a dinosaur. That sounds great. Um, Moonshine, do you want to go with Mavericks and I'll go with Scrumper? Yeah, whoever can take me out there. Cool. Okay. Hey there, Nadpoles. Did you know that about 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgot about? Truly, even if you think you have your number of subscriptions under control, you might as well check out Rocket Money just to be sure. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings, folks. With Rocket Money, you got full control over all of your subscriptions and a clear view of those expenses. You can see all of your subscriptions in one place, so if there's anything you don't want, Rocket Money will help you cancel it 
with just a few taps. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate your bills lower for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They will deal with customer service and all those AI chatbots so you don't have to. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and it's saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions. That is saving their members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. That is rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw, rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Factor. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. You can check out their menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto-Friendly, folks. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart your new routine What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from, every week you'll always have new flavors to explore. So make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy and nutritious options and also keep that kitchen time to a minimum. Factors meals are ready in just two minutes, so that's no shopping, no prepping, no cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Head on over to factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 and use the code pawpaw50 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code pawpaw50 at factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, everybody. Um, before we go, though, I do want to do a quick inspiring speech Sweet. Uh, to give everyone a little extra HP. I take an E. How many people can you affect with that? Uh, oh, I have to look it up. It's a good amount. So I think it's like everyone in our party and then maybe a couple of the dwarves on the wall, too. I call over the guy with the horn. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's uh, what's going on over here? Are you saying something inspiring? or? Uh, I do like a straight-up Aragorn, like walking up and down the rampart sort of thing. I like check people's helmets and be like... This will hold. Uh, I'm 49 years old, kid. <laughs> I take their sword like, it's a good sword. Who the hell are you? Fight with pride. <laughs> Duh. And I say, I say to all of them, like, if you fight well, if you fuck, if you love, what? if you eat a rat, <laughs> you will make it through this. <laughs> this I guarantee you. Now, Frostwind. To arms! Uh, go ahead and give me a uh, persuasion check. Cool. Did Beverly tell those or guys a performance check? If, if y'all don't uh, fuck um, because of like a personal Be- choice, I bet you can also do great I'll, job uh, too. Pick Beverly up as he's talking to give him <laughs> at the help action. Sweet. All right. Give him a boost. Twenty-three. You see a bunch of the soldiers just raise their weapons up. We're gonna win, and then we're gonna fuck. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I mean, again. What'd you say, Hardwine? Again, I said. <laughs> For the Are we partying? What is this? <laughs> oh, uh, we're definitely going to party. Is everybody going down on the front lines? I guess maybe. Yeah, I want to go down on the front lines. You don't have to worry about dropping me off on him just yet, though. I want to stay on Thank the wall, you. and then I'll move to react once we know more. Okay. I should have brought Rin. <laughs> well, then, I'll, I guess I'll blow the... 
I'll blow the horn now then. They're, the berserkers come out for an hour. Sweet. Um, you I'll see- I'll play the horn. Oh yeah, oh. right. Yes, of course. Pirate, zombie, pirate, ghost, zombies. <laughs> to me! <laughs> Apple blows firing. Apple blows the horn. You. Um, you see frost dwarf <laughs> pirates show up. <gasps> hey, we're here to plunder the bad guys. <laughs> God, that was a long pause. Yeah, um, sorry. We're not the best pirates. We, everybody, It's too cold out here. Not that many people come. Not a lot of plundering. Mm. So one day, we decided to kind of come in and just raid the docks. Mm. Iron dwarves. Hey, killed ah. us. Tell us the story later, you know. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Everyone's already dead. Hey. <laughs> um, so everybody gets down on the front lines. You guys see that King Cyrus Coldane is here, um, leading squads of troops, giving inspiring speeches and whatnot. Um, eventually the sun sets. I'm also gonna cast Goodberry and uh, give everyone a Goodberry. Great. Oh, that's a token of good luck if everyone. I completely. Speaking of speaking of Goodberry, Cooter came along with you guys. Did you guys want Cooter to come? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Cooter's there. Yeah, I can. Cooter. uh, Oh, he's a crook elf, and he's gonna be passing out. He's gonna be kind of like when you go on a marathon and someone's handing out Gatorade. Mm -hmm. He's gonna be like that, but with healing potions. Yeah. Amazing. I'm in way over my head, so I'm just gonna (laughs) run around. Do you have a supply of bananas to hand out in case we get cramps? Should I have brought bananas? You're good, man. (laughs) You'll be fine. No, you're just the juice boy. Uh, Right. That makes sense. Cooter, after this, we're going to go surfing, okay? All right. (laughs) Or mudboarding. I really hope so. Uh, So you guys hear horns go off, signaling the enemy approaching. Then the dwarven war drums begin to beat. Uh, Don't stir my heart. (laughs) Don't. With each beat of the drum, you feel the earth shaking, like these little earthquakes. And then you start to notice that the quakes aren't quite syncing up with the drums. And then the quakes become more violent. You see the soldiers near you look around nervously. It's strangely quiet. There's kind of no talk amongst anybody. You see the mist of the um, cold breath coming out of their mouths, and then you see the enemy approaching. There are lines, hundreds of undead giants with hollowed out eyes. They trudge forward with unnatural gaits. Some of them have broken ankles. Others are missing body parts and drag themselves along. You hear a roar that shakes the earth and shakes the wall behind you. You see big chunks of ice breaking off the wall and sliding down. You have to cover your ears and take a wide stance to keep your balance. And then you see it, the Tarrasque, this humongous siege monster with a thick, shiny carapace and huge horns, a terrifying maw and a long tail with huge spikes on the end of it. You see that its eye sockets are empty, save for black smoke and the red, fiery eyes of Akarat. You and everyone around you jolt with this unnatural fear. There is a panic within you that is, it's not logical. It is just purely a survival instinct. It's fight or flight and you wanna fly, you wanna go. Well, thank God we ate that bloody burrito then, isn't it? <laughs> you guys are immune to being feared, but you guys see as soon as the Tarrasque comes into view, 
the lines start breaking and you see a bunch of the frost dwarves start running and um, the braver ones get out of line with the Tarask and just get into position to fight giants instead. And you see they're just clearing a line for this Tarask essentially um, as it runs straight towards you. Yeah, I'm gonna fight giants. I think that's our job is to fight the giants over here. Somebody's gotta handle. Somebody's gotta handle the giants. There are a lot of them after all. I I I blow the horns more. (laughs) Can we get better ones? I hit it really hard. No, the ghosts are the ghosts are cool. Oh, okay. There are just thousands of the soldiers are like running. The ghosts are with you. We're already. Can I intimidate these guys into fighting the Trask with us? Okay, Apple, go ahead and make an opposed intimidation check against the Trask. Can I help her on this? Um, I feel like I'm, she's still holding me in her arms, so we're just like shouting at all the dwarves. <laughs> Great. Great. Where are you going? Hey, hey. Ooh, that is a natural 20, oh. my lad. <laughs> Holy shit. Get back in bloody line, you coward. Yeah. Fight this dead dinosaur! <laughs> you see a bunch, yeah, a bunch of the a bunch of the dwarves turn to go run. Um, Apple gets in front of them and grabs one by the collar and turns it back around. That one and a bunch of other ones are more scared of Apple than they are of the Tarras. He's a born general. <laughs> and turn around to join you guys. Um, so here is how the combat here is going to work with the dwarves helping you on initiative twenty. There's basically, there's thousands of them. A lot of them are fighting giants, but some of them will be helping you guys fight the Tarask. Um, They are going to roll um, a D10 times six, and that's how much damage they do every turn, just with like thousands of cross bolts. Uh, If the Tarask does damage to the dwarves, like kills a bunch of squads, the multiplier will go down. So Ah. it'll stop being times six, it'll be times five, then times four, times three, until they're wiped out. Um, it was supposed to start at five, um, but you have rallied a bunch, so now it'll be time six. So oh, I'm strong. Yeah. 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 Can I rally dwarves. some more with the persuasion check? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to fly over to some others that are running away and say, surely these uh, brave dwarves aren't uh, running away from a dinosaur and some big old goons, right? <laughs> Uh, that's 18. <laughs> you see they look up at you and they go, dude, we're not running away. We're going to fight giants. That's what we do with Frost Dwarfs, okay, man. Okay, All right, we're cool. I'm not weak. They go and they whoa, just like dive whoa. into some giants. <laughs> I want to put my hand into the snow and the ice and cast Conjure Minor, minor Elementals. And I want to summon ideally some kind of ice uh, elemental. Well, I have the stats here that I want, but <laughs> I don't. Is, I don't know if this is one. An ice DM. elemental? Yeah, yeah, that's rad. Great. So, yeah. So, so eight, eight ice methods. <laughs> eight, eight little ice methods appear. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my babies. We're going to die for you. Yeah. Oh my, goodness, my little nieces and nephews. <laughs> yeah, everyone, come in. Meet your nieces and nephews wow. before they go fight the big dead dragon You're so cute. or dinosaur. Apple, you pick up quick on the the lineage thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's very important in the field, in the crick, isn't it? Great. Do you want some toffees? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of family, uh, I've got some daddies to call. Mm. No, wake up my dwarf daddies from their hammer. Oh, we're home, where it's cold as hell and sucks ass. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to earn that hot tub tonight, boys. Oh, yeah, that is the best hot tub. An earned one. (laughs) (laughs) I will go ahead and cast Vow of Enmity uh, on the Tarasque. Sweet. Yeah, you can see it. Yep. Great. Great. And I would like to uh, m- uh, click my boots of speed and get super whizzy. Great. Yes. 
Then I'll go into beast mode. Right on. Because I got was... my thing so I can do two concentration spells. Oh man, the camera is oh, just wow. panning down all of us as we get prepped. It looks yeah. so good. So I'm going into beast mode. I'm symbiotic, but I'm also uh, doing extra damage and uh, calling up my little ice babies. And Papa turns into the fungal form. Yeah. Mavris uh, takes out two bud heavies and, and runs up to Balnor <laughs> and says, shotgun this with me. All right. <laughs> Balnor pounds it. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see the Tarrasque takes off, heading towards the wall, straight towards you guys. You guys are in between it and the wall. You guys see the giants run in front of it and next to it. Uh, the dwarves pull the trap, the spiked rack, comes up and stabs a bunch of the giants. You see um, a bunch of them are caught, but a bunch of other ones just climb over it and the Tarrasque just bursts through it and keeps coming through. Everyone go ahead and roll initiative. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, baby. 11. 10. 22. 14. 16. Moonshine, that is your turn. All right. Uh, how close are we to this dinosaur? 50 feet away. All right. Um... Well, first off, I'm sending my minor elementals, my little ice methods to go after them. Sweet. And they're all going to use their frost breath. Okay. So all eight of them are going to exhale a 15-foot cone of cold air. Each creature in that area must succeed a DC 10 dexterity saving throw uh, or take uh, 2d4 cold damage. Okay. So oh, he's got to do eight dexterity throws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're so colicky. This is me trying to get whatever resistance out of the way. <laughs> nice. All right, passes first one. Uh, he rolls with advantage on them. Um, passes second one. Uh, passes third one. Passes fourth one. Passes fifth one. <laughs> passes sixth one. <laughs> passes seventh one. Failed one, you bastard. Passes eighth one. Um, I guess I kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, still love you, babies. Okay, well, even if he passes, he's still going to take half the damage, so I'm going to roll for that. Okay, roll your d4s. You see these tiny little ice methods um, fly up. Mommy, are you proud of us? Breathe their ice breath onto this monster uh, who does not break its stride. We're getting ice cream after this. <laughs> You're making <laughs> the ice cream, unfortunately, but we are getting it. Honestly, I think we can go home. These guys got it. <laughs> so he takes half 31. So it takes 15. Yeah. 15 damage. Yeah. And then I guess I don't really know what to do because I didn't. I was planning on burning his legendary resistances and I can't fucking do anything on him well, until he, he does. I mean, he's not going to use his legendary resistance against a tiny thing. They have to choose to resist it. Mm. Yeah. Well, he still saved them all anyways. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm just going to attack him. Okay. <laughs> Moonshine runs forward, the do? first person to, to go after him. Nat 20, bitch. Oh, thank you for uh, attacking. Already three nat 20s tonight. Good lord. Eat my fucking ass. <laughs> Eat my ass. <laughs> Suck my ass. Drink it up. She told you to eat her ass. <laughs> I believe she asked impolitely. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Will you please eat my ass? Please, please sir. Please, sir. Please. I beg of you to eat my ass. Please, <laughs> please suck it up, please, sir. Please. Oh, eat your ass? Yes, you sir. want please. me to eat your ass? Please, sir. Um, okay, I hit him for 40, and then I spores him for 18 more. So 58 damage. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. kind of damage are you doing for the spores? The spores, I'm going to do... I guess I'm going to do acid. Right on. 
He's not resistant to that. Okay. Nope. Nice. Um, and then Pawpaw's gonna attack. Sweet. Yeah, you guys see um, these frost orbs were super nervous. They had this unnatural fear started to scatter. Apple Scrumper grabs a bunch of them, turns them back around. Uh, a bunch of them are ashamed and join um, their brothers and sisters and the other soldiers um, and start charging at the Tarrasque with you guys. Moonshine leads the charge, whips out the sword, instantly like gets under the carapace and just explosion of fire as she stabs into it. Fire. And then Papa misses. <laughs> <laughs> With good reason. Slightly anti-climactic. <laughs> Great. That is... The dwarves turn. The dwarves are just going to, um, rather than dealing with every single one, you guys just see crossbows and swords and cannon fire from all directions. And every single dwarf together does a big 40 damage. Okay. That a boys. Nice. Mavers, that is your turn. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mavers sees this. And I think it just feels like the, the goal is to just hit this dude a lot. And so Mavericks <laughs> is gonna take flight and start flying to try to get in range of the, the Tarrasque. Sweet. Uh, how, how from the wall, if I was on the wall? Um, it's a few hundred feet from the wall at this point. It's out on like the front lines with all of these guys. But I'll say if your intention was to attack first round with something close up, I'll, I'll say that you flew close. Okay. Nice. Mavericks is gonna fly and keep flying okay. while, while he gets close to the Tarrasque. And uh, just let's just get this party started. I'm on fucking sabbatical, uh, <laughs> and cast a six level spell, Sunbeam. Okay. Uh, Sunbeam is a beam of brilliant light flashes out from your hand in a five foot wide, sixty foot long line. Wow. Each creature in the line must make a Constitution saving throw, or uh, on a failed save, a creature takes six d8 radiant damage and is blinded until your next turn. Spring break, motherfucker. On a successful <laughs> save, it's half as much and isn't blinded. Uh, undead and oozes have disadvantage. Great. Mavris, go ahead and roll a d6 for me. Hmm. Five. Okay. Mavris, you shoot your beam at this Tarrasque. You see it had this shiny carapace. You see as soon as the beam hits it, just <laughs> carapace shimmers and it takes no damage. No. Oh. This is what, oh, Alanis told us he's immune to magic. He's immune to magic? That That's what the story said. Hmm. I'm going carapace. to. But he did take, he did you take. You and me, bro, oh, no, brothers. Wasn't. Let's bash that piss. Okay, so this, also this spell lasts for a minute and every, uh, you can create a new line of radiance as your action any turn until the spell ends. So I will just keep the spell going. And Go ahead away. and do an arcana check. Arcana, huh? <laughs> How good is your Arcana, the unschooled? I mean, he's a professor, so. Mr. Mm. the unschooled. <laughs> 12. Based on what you just saw happen, you get the sense that if it was something that wasn't a melee spell attack or something that shot in a direct line, it might be harder for it to reflect it. Gotcha. Mm. 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 But a melee spell attack can, can be good? With a 12, that's all you get. Um, Apple, that is your turn. Great. I'm gonna go into a rage. And how far away is this bloody dinosaur? Close enough to you guys, you can run forward. Great, so I uh, am gonna pick up young Bev. Kalukale. And I'm gonna fly up so we're on the back of the of this dinosaur. Okay. With its stubby little arms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna attack. Sweet. Is it a uh, quadruped or? Yep. Okay, cool. Mm, uh, 16. Uh, 16 does not hit. Great, and then my second attack. 
19. Does not hit. Ah. Ouch. Tough. Uh, well, then I will um, hang out and ride it like I meant to not. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so you and you still class, also to be on the back. Pretty cool. You Classic scrumper. You and Bev are hanging out. on the back of the terrasque. <laughs> Guys, go ahead and give me dexterity saving throws to stay right. on. I have advantage on dexterity saving throws. Uh, you can add plus four to that as well. Oh, fantastic. Uh, 23, 27. Okay. Uh, shout out to the two crew. <laughs> I can grab him. <laughs> not on not your turn. Um, shoot. All right. My dexterity is uh, plus three, so that's five. That's going to be a whopping nine. Okay. Bev, you are A whopping? No, no. Let's just all act like it's a big number. <laughs> nine? You got nine? Yep, that's right. Oh, nine. tiny a lot. I think oh, nine is very good. <laughs> How did you get nine? <laughs> Well, Are you sure you rolled the right die? <laughs> I add a lot of stuff to it. <laughs> uh, this Tarasque flings Beverly off. Um, Apple, you are hanging on rodeo style. Bev, you fall prone near the Tarasque. The Tarasque is going to... Can I uh, use Featherfall as a reaction? Uh, yeah. Cool. So I land on my feet. Okay. Yeah. I'll allow you to... Uh, if you use your reaction, you can land on your feet. It's going to make a bite attack against Bev. That is a 29 to hit. Here we go. 34 damage. You guys see it bites into Bev and holds him down, grappling him with mm. his mouth. Then is going to take a claw attack. That's 26 to hit. 28 damage on the first claw attack. Uh, makes a second claw attack. 25 damage, Bev. Okay. Makes an attack with its horns as it just <laughs> rams into you and drives you into the ground. That is a 31 to hit. 32 damage, Bev. And then I'm going to say if it's got you with its mouth, it's going to turn around and swing its tail at moonshine. It's a little wacky for it to hit you with a tail. Thank you. Uh, that is 28 to hit moonshine. Misses. <laughs> moonshine, you take 26 damage and you are knocked prone. Just whips you in the stomach. You fly back, land on your back. Uh, so I failed a concentration check. Um, so the one that I put on my hat stays, but the, I'm going to dismiss the minor elementals because they would have to recharge their breath weapon, Great. which I'm not going to wait. They're gone. They just... <laughs> <laughs> yep, serving oh, well. They really disappear. impressive. Ice cream next time. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> that is Hard One's turn. Okay, I'm on sabbatical too. Let's fuck this thing up. <laughs> School's uh, out. <laughs> School's out. You man. also see that um, this thing is trying to eat Beverly, like swallow him. Um, all right, sweet. So can I go and smash my hammer into its mouth to try to let Beverly scurry away? Yes. You can either do a regular weapon attack and do your damage when you hit, or you can do an attack to basically like shove Bev out of the way or put your hammer in its mouth and block it, but you gotta pick one. You wouldn't do damage in that. In Got it. I'll do, uh, I'll I'll put the hammer in its mouth to Sweet. let Bev uh, get out of there. Right on. Okay, um, go ahead Bless and make an, make an attack. 26. That hits. You successfully um, put your uh, hammer in its mouth. Bev, you find like a split second to roll out of the way. You cannot be chomped. <sighs> um, that is a uh, hard one. You can take your other attacks. Thank Pelor you were on sabbatical. Um, okay, so I'm done picking this thing's teeth with the hammer. I'm just going to try to hit it in the face. Great. Uh, 23 to hit. Uh, that does not hit. Oh my god. What? Wait, what did you hit? 23, 23 didn't hit. What? <laughs> Impossible. I, was, I had my I had my damage dice in my hand. That was pretty damn confident. Balnor does the Dragon Ball Z thing. Impossible. <laughs> uh, I'll take the third attack. 
you know what? That was also not going to work. But I will. Oh, wait. I'm going to let my dwarf daddies. Yeah. Uh, he'll do a saving throw. Totally fails. 12 damage. Sweet. And I'm going to action surge so I can keep on uh, beating him up. Right on. Damn. None of those are going to hit. It was Yikes. two 22s and a 14. So hard one. At the end of your turn, um, it is going to take a legendary action, um, and it is going to take a claw attack against you. It takes a swing at you. That is a 25 to hit. Um, as a reaction, can I c call my shield? Uh, yes, you can use your dwarf daddies. Um, uh, you have the magic initiate feat. Yes. Um, a shield pops up. I pound my hammer against my chest. What is your AC now? 26, baby. Oh, yes. you block it. Oh. Balnor once again goes, impossible. <laughs> <laughs> he crushes up their power, their power levels. That is honestly like... very hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bev, that is your turn. I'll hmm, look at my own amulet then, and then as my action... I will cast uh, haste on Apple Scrumper. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, now it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Surf through this cold mud with all your speed and might. At the end of your turn, gonna take another legendary action and take a tail attack against Hard One. 43 to hit. So I guess even that gets past my shield. <laughs> um, go ahead and give me 43? Go ahead and give me, uh, no, I, I did the math wrong. 39. Um, that is a strength saving throw. 26. Okay. Um, you do not get knocked prone, but you do take 24 damage. That is Balnor's turn. Balnor's going to try his dang hardest. Uh, first swing misses. Second swing misses. Crit on the last yes. swing. He does 19 damage. End of Balnor's turn. Going to take another swing at you, hard one. 28 to hit. Can I use my hellish rebuke? Uh, you can, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, it does have immunity to fire, unfortunately. I'll just do it because it's going to look cool. <laughs> uh, you, fought, you shoot some fire back at it. You see its carapace reflects. Um, you mm, take 30... Just letting you dwarfs know I can do that. <laughs> Very cool, man. You take 32 damage. Youch. Okay, so Apple, the ghosts have never gone. Um, first off, roll 2d4 plus 2 to see how many show up. That is uh, eight. Nice. You got two fours? No, I got uh, 2d4 plus two, ah, so I got two right threes. From now on, they will attack on your turn, but for now, um, make attacks for them. They need to roll a nat 20 to hit. Okay. <laughs> How many? So just eight. I'll, I'll roll eight d20s. Just roll eight d20s and try to see crit. if you hit. Nope. Okay, nobody hits. But Ghost. they looked very cool. <laughs> Ghosts go up, try to help. And just to Kinda be clear. seems to be their story. <laughs> Are they all on their own little snowboards? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they do all have their own little mud boards. Whoa, surfing pirates. <laughs> when the um, dwarven soldiers hit and do damage, it's like cannon fire, ballistas, and like 30 dudes shooting crossbows. It is like every single person hitting does like a fraction of damage that adds up. That is Moonshine's turn. Uh, I'm gonna get up and I'm going to, as a bonus action, cast Grasping Vine. Okay. And the creature must succeed a dexterity saving throw or be pulled, so I'm gonna create it like 30 feet away. And so the vine will grasp at him and try and pull him away. Uh, he'll do a dex save. Do I also have to do a dex save as I'm on his back? Um, no, you'll just decide to bail or stay. Great, I'll stay. <laughs> um, that is only a 16. 
Only a 16. Oh, my, I'm 20. Okay. So that's a fail. So he just gets pulled 30 feet? He gets pulled uh, 20 feet toward the vine. Sweet. He gets, you see him get pulled back. He's just going to fucking let it happen? Why this would he not? fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I can't do anything until your fucking resistances are gone. <laughs> I just, uh, Pop, I'll give Go you a Go into a rage, my and, sister. <laughs> I can't end cast spells. Oh, you're right. But uh, the hat. Yeah, oh, we have, but I have hat. other Wait, spells. Get Papa to do an Arcana check to see what the fuck is up with his carapace. I think I'd rather take the help action on it. Oh, yeah, hitting for sure. Him. <laughs> I'm just going to run and try to hit him. Sweet. Uh, does a 29 hit? It does. All right. First wow. hit of the day. He's been hit a bunch of times. A 16, and I spores him for 18. 34. Can you do an Arcana <laughs> check on it? With your intelligence? Sure, yeah, yeah. Can I do... Oh, do I have a bonus to my intelligence while I have this thing on? Yeah, yeah, plus five. All right. I'll do an arcana check. 20. Not nat. 30, 20. It is a reflective carapace. Anything you shoot at it magically is not going to work. Are there... Are there? Is there a weakness point in it? No. Is hmm. it... So there's there a zipper on it? I can unzip it? <laughs> what about if I cut a hole in it? Yes, if you cut a hole in his body and kill him then spells will work. Oh, but what if I just cut like a light hole in it and then yeah. you can just zap him in that hole? That is the dwarf's turn. <laughs> <laughs> Murph, what other shenanigans can we ask you? Uh, okay, they're going to- have to ask if it has a soft underbelly. Does it have a soft underbelly? Uh, no, it's a really hard <gasps> underbelly. Um, they, uh, the dwarves did really bad. Um, they only did 10 damage this round. Um, that is Maverick's turn. Fuck. <laughs> no. You come down here, I have an axe you can borrow. That would be very sick. <laughs> I'm going to cast a fly on hard one. Right oh, on. Oh, shit. Scrumper, I can jump too. Oh, no. Join me in the sky. <laughs> Join me in the sky. We're scrumping and jumping. Oh, I'm going to cast it at a fourth level. And, and I'm going to hit Bev with it, what? too. What? Thank you. That is Apple's turn. Who am I to do anything but attack this giant creature that I'm on? Sweet. Yeah, you're still up on it. You haven't, uh, on its turn, it's going to try to buck you every time, but Great. you're still on it right now. That's fine with me. Two 23s. 23 doesn't hit, right? Uh, 23 does not hit, no. And I got a uh, uh, 28. 28 does hit. 28 hits. All nice. Right. All, right. All right. So that's... Just uh, 22 to hit. 22 damage, sorry. Uh, Balnor, you want to get up here? Uh, no. Are you sure? Uh, uh, maybe I saw what happened to Bev. He almost died. All right. I'm not Bev. very dexterous. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'll just keep on hanging out up here then, shall I? Apple, go ahead and uh, make attacks for your berserkers. Oh, right. Yeah. We're still here. We're strong. May your Hello. tricks be sick. You can do crit. No, I got, I got, I rolled three 19s. Brutal, oh. truly brutal. Uh, they do not hit. Um, that is the Tarask's turn. At the beginning of the Tarask's turn, um, Apple, go ahead and do a dexterity saving throw. I'm outside of your thing now, aren't I? Uh, yeah, you're, you're on the dinosaur. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I got an 18. 18 passes. Great. You can stay on it. Um, okay, this Tarask is, um, it's not near dead. Um, but you guys have done a decent amount of damage to it, uh -oh. um, and it is trying to focus up. Um, of the people who are currently on the ground, uh, Hard One, Moonshine, and Bev, go ahead and give me pure luck checks. Oh, Balnor too. Three. Balnor got a three as well. Roll off. No need. No need? Two. Two. Shout out 18. to the two crew. Second two. 
Okay, um, this thing is going to charge forward at Bev. Um, um, here's a question. Yeah. This is some bullshit. Uh, as a halfling, uh, I'm nimble and also stealthy around large creatures. Does that help me at all? Um, no, not in the, you would need to take like a hide action okay, or cool. something. Gotcha. Um, uh, so this thing charges forward at Bev. Uh, first thing it's going to do is tail attack. That is a 29 to hit. Hits. 25 damage. And then I need a strength saving throw from you. Okay. This Akarat guy really hates teens. He loves beating up teens. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> You're not a bloody chaperone. Get uh, out the teen zone. <laughs> <laughs> Just bulge, bulging um, Akarat eye coming out of its um, eye socket looking at Bev. You're it's, gawking. You're being <laughs> creepy, man. Gross. Why is this strange man who is inside a dinosaur in a chat? Get out of the teen zone. Inappropriate. Get out of the damn teen zone. He's leering at you, man. <laughs> You're too big for the teen zone. Um, Aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> strength check. <laughs> strength saving throw. Uh, that's going to be a 10 plus 4, 14. Uh, you are knocked prone God by the damn tail. It. Um, you fall down. Um, that is a but 30 32 to hit. He's, he hasn't had a turn. He hasn't moved. Oh, yeah. um, that is a 32 to hit. It hits. Um, What's rolling good feel like? <laughs> it's a, he has a plus 19 to hit, so it's yeah. not really about rolling good. Not um, for the oh, save, wow. but yeah. Really that is, would, even if he rolled a one, he would hit me. <laughs> that is 28 damage. Okay. On the horns, takes one claw attack. 26 to hit. 30 damage on the first claw attack. Cool. Second claw attack, 33 to hit. Fantastic. 29 damage. Keep it up, Brian. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, and then I'm going to take a bite attack. Please miss. Uh, I'm so 41 to hit. That hits. Oh, no. I think I'm going to be down. It's fucking truly ridiculous. I'm sorry. 33 damage, Bev. I'm down. Okay. You guys see Bev goes okay. down. You got to hit a million times. <laughs> um, that, when throw... he comes to, will he be flying? <laughs> um, I'm flying already. I can feel myself flying. <laughs> I'm just floating his body. Um, once again, once again, you see this thing is uh, getting ready to devour Bev. This um, is why you don't bring dinos in the teen the zone. Uh, that is your turn, hard one. Sweet. I'm going to fly into its mouth again. Okay. Uh, and this, uh, well, I guess not again. This is the first time I've flown. This is the first time I've done this <laughs> in a while. Uh, and I'm going to stick my, you know what? I'm going to stick my javelin into its mouth to try to prop it open. Okay. Go ahead and um, make an attack roll. That is 13. I'm going to use a luck point. Worked on that alligator all the way back in Moonstone. This will work again. 27. Uh, with the javelin? With the javelin. Okay, cool. Uh, that hits. Um, you're able to um, poke into it. You don't do damage, um, but you stab into it in just enough time to get Bev to roll out of the way. All right, so then since the javelin is in there with my uh, second attack, can I call lightning onto it? Uh, with your second attack, oh, you okay. You want to like split it between two attacks? Yeah. I will allow that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is he gonna take it? If we hit him in the mouth, does he take these kind of things? Um, this is not a line spell. This is a weapon that is like exploding mm. lightning. Okay. How soft is his so mouth? We shouldn't target his mouth. No, this isn't a video game. <laughs> Put it's a, a bomb inside. I game. heard it. Attack his mouth. <laughs> Fourteen damage right on his mouth. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna attack it in the mouth with my hammer. Sweet. What if we make a bomb look really yummy? <laughs> Then he would eat, certainly eat it. Okay. That's only a 21. 
That does not hit. That's right. Um, are you flying away or are you staying? Can I grab Bev? Um, I will let you do a dex check against it. It doesn't have great dex. Um, see who is able to grab Bev first. Foo. Uh, that's a nat one. I'll use another luck point, uh. though. That's a nat 20. One actually. Oh, is it? You're cursed. Truly. Oh my god. Oh. A bad twenty. You what haven't a, had a nat twenty since then. Hard it's one. really what a painful, painful you. way for it to happen to. Oh. Fumble, Beverly. I dropped the boy. <laughs> As this thing swings into him with a legendary claw attack, you just set it up for an alley oop with a nat one. Oh, kid. That is an auto crit. Bev, you take 60 damage, but it's two death saving throws. Um, so you see Bev is struck down, hits the snow uh, in an incredibly awkward angle. I will say um, we have not been rolling for Cooter. Cooter is going to go at the end of every round, and if someone's out, he will try to give them a good berry and help them. But he's going to go at the end of the round. That is Beverly's turn. Oh, um, joy. Cooter cannot get to you yet. You will make one death save. And if you fail it, Beverly Togold the fifth is dead. And that's where we'll end our episode. No! Wow. You know, guys, we gotta yeah, cut do you this have episode. A bad, like Christmas holiday season. You know, going on, I you're have... coming in hot, 2020. Hey, you know, my cat was January. sick, and I'm feeling spicy. <laughs> is this oh. because of the shit I left in your mailbox? Yeah, man? it is. Man. I thought that would be funny. Most yeah. New Year's resolution. To <laughs> we didn't all leave, leave a shit in your mailbox. Mm. <laughs> I did leave a shit in his mailbox. Oh, you did. So yeah. Yeah. Still only two. Yeah, I will point out his mailbox is my my mailbox. Yeah, but we did specifically write, and I'm the one who actually collects. Mail, so. <laughs> so it's rude that you're kind opening Matt's mail. <laughs> That's on you. Yeah, guys, um, let's shit on each other on um, our <laughs> yeah. short rest, uh, patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. Please Not don't a sing problem. yet. I know you don't want to, and that's fine. Um, Siobhan and Zach, you guys hey. got anything to plug? Thank you guys so much for coming on. You'll be on oh. next week, of course. Wow. Uh uh, watch Rick and Morty on Adult Swim. Yeah, baby. Five more episodes coming out as soon as we stop being lazy. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's you really just... hard to write this show, and also we really love Nat. You don't even have to draw it. You just do the words. I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, no, it's just, it's re- the words are really hard because you have to have like a really high IQ to write in the show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course. I understand. <laughs> I've been the knee. Uh, Zach, what do you got? Um, I I just want to plug uh, Dimension Twenty. Yeah, baby, we, we're still doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, that's been very fun. And outside of that, uh, that's it. Great. Yeah. <laughs> what about your Twitch channel? You stream? Oh yeah, uh, sometimes I, I stream on Twitch. Uh, it's just uh, Twitch.tv/slash Zakoyama. Sweet guys, Z-A-C. look up True Zach gamer respect. on mm-hmm. Twitch. A true gamer. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, follow us on Twitter at chmurfismi, at Caldies Caldwell, at Extra at Jake Hurwitz is Jake. Zach, are you just at Zach? At Zach Oyama. At Zach Oyama. Siobhan, what are you? At Vorny Tom. And at Vorny Tom for Siobhan. Um, you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N E D D P O D. We are, we are. You the nation. We are, we are. You the nation.
it's the end of the show, everybody, and that means we need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Thank y'all so much. Starting with Brad D., Dylan B., Danny P., Steelbreaker, and Spencer Caskbrew, a group of elite Frostwind dwarves that Ulfgar sent on an ultra-secret covert mission to buy Alanis a birthday gift. Cute. They, they nearly died in the process, but Aww. did manage to secure Alanis a scented candle and some Ooh. bath bombs. Whoa. Mission accomplished. Beardman Dan, Adam R, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Alucard, and Michelle O, Apple Scrumper's personal cheerleading squad. They travel with her to every mudboarding competition across Bohemia and are currently imposing disadvantage on a bunch of giants by booing loudly and tossing their beer cans at them. Haldor Frostback, Multifor, Jordan DJ, Jeffrey S, and Cutter W, a group of Crick Elf brewers who recently invented a Crick water soda called Cricka Cola. It's not suitable for children or nursing mothers, and if you drink more than three a day, you'll die. Naturally, it's already sold out. Schubert the Mushroom, Elena C, Mixologist Michael McD, and Balnor's Boy, a militia of mushroom folk led by Schubert, who poisoned the Chosen's milk supply with their spores. If all goes according to plan, it will be the first time an army has been defeated due to simultaneous diarrhea. Fingers crossed. Justin I, Jacob C, Elena M, Jostrich, and Dana G, the Tarasks team of personal shell waxers. It's thanks to this demonic pit crew that the dinosaur shell is now impenetrable to magic and also why it smells like pina colada air freshener. Yum! Damiel R, Destin C, Jive G, and Earl and Kathleen L, four students whom Maverick brought to the Battle of Frostwind on a school field trip. He promised them an A for the semester if they don't die. Sergio Salazar, Solomon, Zacharias de Sequani, Michael L, Trele the Crayfe, and Jory S, four normal adult humans wearing an extremely long trench coat who are currently on a date with a giant. It's actually going really well. The giant just asked if they wanted to come back to her place, and the humans are not sure how to proceed. Okay, great. Adam H, Ryan, Aaron G, Jake L, and Zach C, a flock of merfolk druids who use control water to part the water, drowning their merfolk enemies in suffocating air. Big Buck, Richard X Machina, Sam L, Troy McSee, and Gage M, a team of insurance agents who is dealing with a torrent of incoming calls from customers who originally declined Tarask attack coverage, but are trying to add it last minute. Dom R, Josh S, Nicholas C, Austin C, and Kristen P, DFAC, also known as Dairy Farmers Against the Chosen. These noble milkmaids and milkmates have declined to sell their bovine nectar to Theala's army. And that includes yogurt, so don't even ask, Hector. Mike H, Matthew E, Samuel B, Tilfer G, and Okada, a group of Pact of the Tome Warlocks who are looking into switching to Pact of the Kindle so they don't have to keep lugging all those heavy books into battle. Aaron C, TJM the Gnome Barbarian, Trash the Traveler, Bohemia's Fiercest L&D, and Steve A, the Dwargers who started MMA, or Mithril Madness Anonymous. It's a safe space for Dwargers to get together, begin to untangle their complicated relationship with Mithril, and relearn how to have fun without Mithril. Anime Intellect, Zolo Dolo, Dylan CM the Wannabe DM, and it's Orin, a team of halflings that opened a health food chain called Half Food. The hot food bar is really expensive, but they have kombucha on tap. Colton B, J, CC Lulu, Aiden RH, and Blitzbreed Dimitri, Viala's 
personal bodyguards. She pays them not in milk, but in freaking fertile cows, man. I'm Hopeless, Timmy R, Alex M, Aaron Sully, and Eric G, five Frostwind Knights who bravely stood and faced the Tarrasque. Unfortunately, they were trampled instantly, but they were brave nonetheless. Lucas B, Jordan L, Talith X, Mateo C, and Puptoth, a crew of pacifists who are out drinking at a nice restaurant in Frostwind right now, just kind of hoping this whole Armageddon thing blows over. Here's open the Tarrasque eats them if it does manage to get through the wall. Austin MR, Kaylee Elise, Barnzenator, and McPox, an elite squad of dwarven wizards who had some really cool spell stock to use against the monster, only for its carapace to reflect it back at them. They did end up blowing up a shitload of giants, though. Devin W, Shenoa B, Jared E, Persephone, and Eric McD, the dwarven band that keeps the war drums beating and the soldiers in line during times of battle. They also do parades and the occasional halftime show. Reese NS, Eric and Andrea B, Charo Arcadius, and Jay Parker, a group of hilarious elven pranksters who snuck into Gladeholm Castle thinking they were crashing a wedding, only to accidentally walk in on the war council. They ended up having to pretend they belong there and nodded along to the whole spiel. Stephen C., Maxwell C, Mike K, Omri M, and Callum L, construction workers on the Gladeholm Congressional Water Park. It is difficult to build a loop-de-loop water slide during times of war, but damn it, someone has to do it. Scott D, Nothar the Prodigy Ranger, Mikanji, The Pinch, and Dan Cooter's best buds, who he was supposed to go fishing with before he casually decided to just head Uh off to war. They're all standing around with fishing poles right now, looking super dejected. Richard C, Karen T, Curtis S, Michael C. and BJL, Mavericks' students. They have been watching a movie every single class the entire semester. You might think Mavericks is hungover, but this is actually a film class, so it makes sense. Nikki W., Andrew B., Christopher B., Barris and Ken of the Wizard's Tower, Nicholas P. and Robert F., JV's buds in Moradin's Forge. They actually haven't seen JV since he and Gemma got back from their honeymoon, though, because JV and Gemma have been engaged in a month-long tantric lovemaking sesh. Mm. Kevin M., Angel B., Raul N., and I am the Atlas drummers in Pendergreen's new metal band in the first layer of hell. Yes, the band has four drummers, and no, it's still not enough. Mary Bell, the Kitty Morphing Gnome, Esme M, Robert, Jens Christian T, and Joe McGee, a group of gnome managers who work at Hugo's firm. Wondering where their colleague has been the last few weeks, actually. It's not like that high-heeled coworker of theirs to miss work without giving everyone a heads up. Meta Amps, Mr. Hydra, Atticus C, Tom S, and Casimir, the all-knowing. Old Cobb's Bod Squad. This team of svelte trainers helps Cobb get his core firing every day so the V stays vicious and his oblique stay delicious. Luke H., Jonathan from Crickfield, Kelvin Noodles, Grace G., and Nathaniel P., Mama's advisors. These folks are blissfully bored since Mama is perfect in every way and needs no <laughs> advice ever because she does everything right. Bend the knee. Bend, Bend it. it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back next week with another episode. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you can head on over and listen to our short rest over on the patreon that's patreon.com slash nadpod uh thank you to all of our listeners all of our patreon subscribers and of course our council of elders we'll catch you guys next time goodbye sweeties that was a headgum podcast <laughs>